Fifth edition of the Kashi Station Radio podcast, where we sell power converters, talk about X-Wing, and we're all out of power converters. Uh, hello, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I am Alex Smittles. And as you might be able to guess, we are all three of us independently plagued today, so this might be an odd-sounding podcast. Doug and I are necessarily independent, as we do share a, an apartment together. Yeah, I'm going to blame Smittles for getting sick. That seems reasonable, but my department of work has had like nine people out all week, so it's not my fault. It's not my fault. They told me they fixed it. My department from work at work is literally right across the hall from Alex's department, so I'm pretty sure there might be some connection here. Yeah. I'm going to blame the people in my department who got me sick, and I probably spread it to Doug and do it. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. Well, all right. Uh it's been two weeks since our last podcast, and we have actually not had any major events or really big news. Uh, there are a couple things coming out about uh, local store championships and possibly a couple primes. Uh, nothing really published by FFG yet, but pay attention to your local stores. Uh, things are going to be coming up soon. Yeah, they haven't announced store champs through FFG in a couple of years now, which is unfortunate. But, uh, but local stores, for the most part, are good about advertising. I'm lucky to see anything about store champs, and we should see a big Prime article as we get closer. We're still actually nowhere near Primes as far as where they yeah, talked well, about having them be scheduled. Two months first. from the start, but yeah. Yeah, but it's still plenty of time for them to announce them. True. And with store championships coming up, uh, they are all going to be in the hyperspace format, so that's actually what we're going to cover over the next couple weeks is uh, the hyperspace format and looking where each of the factions fit in there. Not to mention a couple of system opens coming up as well. Adepticon in Chicago, as well as the Alameda Sweet Aircraft Carrier system. Yeah, open. that's really cool. Oh, that would be, man, that would be so cool to attend. So, oh, if only. It's on the USS Hornet, which uh, if anybody on the West Coast has not had the chance to go tour, it's amazingly awesome. Being able to play X-Wing on a uh, historic ship like that just sounds amazing. On the West Coast, please, everybody can go, go. It's going to be awesome. Super wish I could go. That would be amazing. Cool. Well, uh, again, the hyperspace format. Uh, Doug, where are you going to be able to fly this in the upcoming weeks and months? Uh, where am I? Uh, well, we have um, in Topeka, Kansas, which is uh, a couple hours away from us. There's a store champ in on the 14th, I think. Yep, two weeks. Uh, yeah, in two weeks. And then there there's a couple around Kansas and Nebraska in all of March. And Game Cafe, our local store, has one on April 11th. Um, yeah, throughout March and April, and maybe into early May, we should see a lot of store champs. So, yeah, anybody in the Midwest listening to this, uh, pay attention to some of the local groups. There's going to be a lot of these going on. Hope to see a lot of you out there. And not to mention, of course, the uh, big system open coming up at the end of March in Chicago at Adepticon. Uh, for those of you who are like, like us and still on the wait list, uh, hopefully those spots will open up. Yeah, I actually haven't heard anything yet. It's been a little surprising. Yeah. Um, but last year, everyone on the waitlist got in day of, so if you're on the waitlist, don't give up. And even if you can't, even if they don't let you into the main event, which feels very unlikely, uh, just farm tickets and get most of the prizes anyway. Playing yep. Yeah, there'll be a ton of people hanging out. Yeah, we'll play Hangar Bay, we'll play Aces High with you. Uh, it's going to be a good time up there. I was going to say, you uh, you had some thoughts specifically on uh, hyperspace uh, right now, and uh, concerning uh, the faction we're going to go into today, so why don't you intro us on that? Well, well, Scum has got our faction we're going to talk about today. It uh, 
seems to be the best faction in hyperspace currently um cutting so i what i went ahead and did is i data dumped the two system opens of milton Keynes and dallas and i took all the lists that were four and two or better all lists that made the cut or just missed the cut to get some data and as far as scum goes um, boba lists are the most common lists in the game actually more common than a couple of factions we're more likely to see boba than cis and there's Another one that you were more CIS, which is probably the number two faction, is still less popular than Boba Fett by himself. Indeed. Let me go ahead and pull up my whole thing. And just to clarify, these it's it's 145 lists you got, and that's not necessarily all of them, but it's all the ones we had data for. Indeed. Yeah, it's um, um there were about 160 of... lists total, but some of the European lists did not get entered in the list fortress. Yep. Um Scum was 30% of those lists. And Boba is actually more common than all of the rest of the lists, all of the other factions, period. <laughs> individually, not combined. Yeah, individually, yeah, well, yes, yeah. not combined. But the next Boba most common sense. faction was Resistance and First Order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Boba, it, it, Boba, you're more likely to see a Boba list than anything else, including an individual faction. Which is actually kind of interesting. Resistance is number two because Resistance made up zero of the top sixteen at uh at the Dallas, Dallas system open. But Did quite was... a bit better at the UK. Yeah, so but I they if also that's had a... sixty people in the cut at five yeah. one. And I wonder if that's a, a meta difference that Europe is is more aligned with Resistance than America right now, or just Dallas. Um, for whatever reason, people like I didn't see a ton of Resistance in Dallas. There were a couple um, of, but... not many at all though. Yeah. Um, very for another general stuff. Very few photos. Um, two ship lists, including Boba, were also very common. They were ten percent of the field total. Just Boba Fan or Double Fire Spray was ten percent of the field. <laughs> Fangs are popular. Fangs are very popular. Um, a lot of mining guild ties and six as well. Well, that covers uh, almost all of the individual ships that are in hyperspace for the faction. So. Let's say jump masters. Were there were there any there, jump masters in the cut at Milton Keys? No, I don't think so. I'll double check here real quick. Um, go ahead and go on. I'll come back. Let's I'll, say, I'll well, clap back with the jump masters. While he's looking at that, why don't we look at the first ship in Scum, which is uh, aside from the fire spray, probably the most iconic one, and that's the Fang Fighter. Matt, why don't you start us off? Well, sure. For starters, uh, all of the pilots, with the exception of Old Terok, are there in uh, the hyperspace format. Old Terok not included, possibly because they seem to have shied away from abilities that take things directly away from your opponents. Uh, Terok's token stripping ability, while I don't think it's really uh, shifted the meta at all, it can be kind of a, a bad experience for folks, feeling like you're not getting what you are, uh, you're not seeing the results of the actions you take. So they yeah. chose to take it out of hyperspace. Yeah, and with the, with the removal of Delta 7 and losing a lot of the Imperial Force ships, uh, I think Old Terok's ability got a, a pretty significant bump. Yeah, it would be really strong when every ship is actually t really tied to green tokens yeah, in hyperspace. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that FFG already saw that fangs are pretty good in the hyperspace format and that a control fang was probably a little over the top. Also, Terok's really about. cheap yes. for, for what <laughs> compared to yes. fang. Uh, well, starting with the cheap end, at 41, we've got the Zealous Recruits. Uh, 41 is a little expensive to try and be filler because you're one point ahead of being able to put five of them in a list. 
four of them, you've got to throw some really odd upgrades. So there's just slash a fen rail. Exactly. Well, three and fen is not a bad choice. You get uh, high, because of the drop, you get fearless on fen now in a bid. Exactly. Yeah, that, or that, you can do a skull instead of one of the zealous. Like there's, there's a couple options. Right. But they they're, are they're, they're pretty great. squishy if not flown perfectly, yeah. and that makes them. Uh, they're probably not worth their cost as an X-wing type. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the four fang list is good in the right hands, but I think overall it's not a meta force because it's just too vulnerable to mistakes. Like you can you can just get absolutely obliterated from a bad engage. Um, they're extremely. I, I think the big thing about fangs in general is they're undercosted at range one and overcosted at every other range band. Yeah, straight and, up. Uh, so they they really really rely on your you as a player your ability to consistently get them to range one. Uh, that being said, Zealous Recruits went down three. Um, 41 is pretty affordable, especially to just throw one or two in a list. And if you're confident that you can get a lot of range one shots, they're very, very efficient. Um, they've got the linked action, which is really helpful. They have pretty good blues. Not fast blues, but they're pretty good for staying in a fight. Uh, I think the Zealous Recruit is a pretty good ship. Yeah, if you're able to move first, they make rather good blockers being able to be focused at range one sometimes if you're blocking and that's a really good place for fangs to be at any initiative yeah. oh moving up in initiative to the uh, skull squadron pilot at 47 points that's your i4 generic with a talent and i think this exists in a really different game space than the zealous recruit does it does i think the skull is is straight money yeah let's go i think the skull is i think it might be the best fang actually yeah, it's up there. So when I first, it went down three, it was 50 base. And at first when it went down three, I didn't really think much of it because it felt really bad at 50 points. Um, but I think with the power curve being brought down so much in hyperspace and them getting a discount, uh, and the fact that there's really not a lot that beats I-4, uh, like you have Kylos and, and Bobas and things like that, but uh, but the I-4 generic is, is going to beat out most other generics. I think only the... T70 Black Squadron Ace is the same initiative. Right, that's the um, I4 uh, T70. And I yeah. haven't seen a whole lot of those out there. Uh, I did play against four of them at Dallas. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah you, can a, run, you can run four in a list. He, yeah. he means in one list, not oh, four. Okay. Yeah, it was four of them with Heroic. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, and I think a couple of them had something else. But uh, yeah, like the, the I4 T70 is good, but I don't think you're going to see it nearly as much. Uh, which means, as far as generics go, a skull is pretty much the ace of the generics. Indeed. Uh, and, I mean, so out of these lists, 41 out of the 148 lists had a six in them. So that's about that's about a quarter of the field. Yeah. Um, obviously, more of them have... Um, there are more fives, because Boba Fett is in 10% is in of the field by himself. So, that's... But, like I said, they're, they're, they're pretty dirt cheap. And you're not just bringing... Actually, four Skulls did make the cut in Milton Keynes, along with three Jump Master lists. Well, and let's let's think of it from this perspective. Fenrau is uh, 68 base. Yeah, That's 68 90, base. He's 21 points less, and a third of the time you're going to feel that. 21 but, point uh, less. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. But so if if the rest of your list can compensate that third of the time where your Skull is not the ace, that's a really, really good value. Yeah. Basically, Fenrau for 20 points cheaper. Yeah. Yep. Most, uh, not least, quite the about same, half the time. But yeah, and you don't get Fenrau's ability, which is really big. Um, no. But you get, you're able to easily fit Fearless as well. Yep. And which, uh, on that topic, uh, these are the first Fangs with talents. 
and really, other than the torpedo slot, which I don't think a fang should fill, Ever. Uh, are there any talents that you guys feel are worth it other than fearless? Not in hyperspace. No, yeah. I, I would say I've seen some people try and make outmaneuver work, but I really in think the, that yeah, it, it's it's yeah. in the Boba Fen list. I get outmaneuver um, because Fenrau is is really there to tech against the things that are good against Boba. Um, yes. And so you're really you're really trying you're to hoping, keep them on yeah, the maneuver, fights, you're trying so. to outmaneuver Kylo and yeah. get big shots into Kylo. But that is uh, a that is a one specific list, and it's still not like guaranteed best choice. You just have the yeah. points, but it's fine. Yeah, you're you're not wasting, you're not losing value out of picking. Yeah, yeah really overall, well, without the cheap uh, crack shot type. Uh, yeah, I say crack shot is money on things, but it's yeah, not it's, hyperspace. Yeah, it's not yeah. in hyperspace. So moving up from the uh, generics, we have the I-4 uh, named pilots, Cad Solis and Joy Rekoff. Uh, don't fly them. The, uh, don't, don't take them. Do not <laughs> use them. They are worse than the Skull in every way. Their abilities are pretty garbage, especially so, Joy Rekoffs. Yeah, so to put it into perspective, Joy Rekoff is 52 compared to the Skull's 47. So that's five points for just a pilot ability. But on top of that, Joy Rekoff's ability doesn't do anything unless you invest a minimum of six points on a torpedo. And they even then, then aren't firing. Yeah. <laughs> so if we take if we take just a uh, an ion torpedo, which is six points, it's uh, two charges, you're now fifty nine points on CAD. Uh, you are now paying what well, I think it's four more points than Wedge Antilles to be two initiative lower, only get his ability twice, have two less health. Like it's it is it's bad. Do not take Joy Rekoff is potentially the worst. Joy, oh, I'm sorry, Joy Rekoff. My cat's potentially the worst pilot in the game, especially in hyperspace. Yeah. I, I will go on record as saying I do have a, a stream win against Frank Brooks uh, with Joy Rekoff, <laughs> which was a little different because that was the that was the app, the last 1.0 worlds. Here's the playtest for 2.0, but uh, but that's still funny. That's, that's, that's you got W. <laughs> that's that's what's truly important. Yeah. Um, Cat's not awful. His ability is solid. Um, but Fangs link a lot, so he's not doing remaneuvers very often. Yeah. And you're paying us so many points. You're paying seven points for just the ability over a, a Skull Squadron. Um, Which really, uh, having started flying Fangs more, you do red maneuvers occasionally, but they're they're not as useful as you'd think. And yeah, the it's ability to almost have, always better to link. Exactly. What amounts to a contraband cybernetics that can only be used for a focus is... Two focuses, though. Two focuses. He does get double focus yeah. out of it. It, it, is, it is two focuses, but the the situationalness of it, given that he is seven points more than a Skull Squadron, uh, that's... And I, I think another way to think about it is even if you, you play Fangs a lot and you find you don't link with them for whatever reason, and so you think you can... You can use CAD's ability frequently. How many times does it actually meaningfully trigger, meaning that you're actually spending both focus tokens after the K-turn? Um, like, you're paying seven points more than a skull, and if you're, if you're even if the ability is triggering, but you're not using the focuses, it doesn't matter. Um, True. So for that reason, I really think if you're going I-4, just go with the efficiency of the skull squadrons. I think Don't. if you're going fangs at all, you need to come up with a really good reason why not to use the skull squadron. Yeah, I, I think like, the Zealous Recruit has legitimate room. I agree. Uh, like, a Skull is, honestly, is 50 points. Like, if you're not putting Fearless on it, you should probably just do a Zealous, um, in my opinion. Maybe that's wrong, but the Fearless is so good on Fangs. Um, they won't no, yeah. range one anyway. It, that, that that talent is made for the Fang Fighter. I, but, like, I, even so, comparing to Fen, I think you have to come up with a good reason 
why to go to Fano. Yeah, a I lot of times they're going to provide similar value, yeah, and right. for twenty-one points cheaper, that's surplus value in favor of the skull. Exactly. Speaking of which, let's uh, let's talk about Fen. Uh, so he is sixty-eight I points. Think. He's my favorite he's, pilot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's I six. He's got that big roll extra dice at range one on offense and defense, so he can come swinging in hard. It feels good. Uh, like his ability, much like Fearless, is just built around that Fang chassis. Uh, okay. But you're you're paying a premium for it. Yes, you are. He's expensive. Indeed. I mean, he so. hits like an absolute sledgehammer. But as I found out uh, the other night in a league game, getting Fenrau blocked can make you so sad. Yeah. yeah if if we're I looking don't... at the the Fang Fighter in a vacuum, where I assume everyone is going to play it correctly, Fenrau is my first choice. But realistically, that doesn't happen every game. Like even very good players make mistakes with Fen and. It's possible for him to just die, and then that's just get that's torpedoed. Seventy-one points up. Aim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes in the current yeah. it's your roommate, you get instinctive aim. That does sometimes out. happen. <laughs> so, in my opinion, uh, I would not bring Fenrau unless you are a very comfortable with single reposition aces, b very comfortable with the Fang Fighter, and c don't really have that much to do with the points going from a skull to Fen. Like, like if you can my, do something effective with those points, it's it's worth it for the skull instead. Using my Dallas as an example, the six mighty guild ties in Fen. Um, going down to a skull doesn't get you anything there. Fifty points for the fearless skull leaves and leaves. I had sixty eight, eighteen points. I can't do anything. With eighteen points yeah. unless I'm yeah, bumping up ties, which I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I played against four Kylos in a row in Dallas, so Fen was pretty useful there. <laughs> um, and in your list, half the point of the six mining guilds is they can screen for Fen very well, they make can. it a lot easier for him to get that dive in when he needs to without getting punished. Indeed. Um, really, really, I think that's I'm really a big fan of that list. <laughs> and and just to be clear, all of those things being said, I think Fenrau is still amazing. Like he might even be. <laughs> if, he's he's probably tied for the best I six sniper space with the rest of them. Yeah, but. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite things about hyperspace is every I six pilot is pretty flawed. There are yeah, there are clear negatives taking each I six in hyperspace. Fan might have the least if you fly him perfectly. Yeah, that's that. He is the epitome of the Fang Fighter though. Like he's he's so ridiculously undercosted at range one and so overcosted at every other range band. Like and to put it in perspective, like I I, I I'm pretty decent Fen player. Um, Fen died one time in Dallas, and that was when Doug torpedoed. Uh, even in my loss, he survived. So, like, if your money with Fen, he's really, really good. Yep. All right. Well, uh, moving on from the Fang, we'll go to probably the number two one there, the Fire Spray. Uh, easily the iconic ship of the faction. Uh, all of the pilots are in hyperspace. Uh, two of the unique titles are in hyperspace, uh, the Slave One and the Androsta title. Marauder, which gives you the gunner slot and the... Uh, Reroll out the back. They decided not to include, uh, mostly because there aren't really any good gunners that could take use of it. I don't think it's. I mean, somebody might throw BT one on there. I don't know. Bagar gunner. Bagar gunner. You're not. You're not really missing anything uh, with the loss of that. Uh, Plus, Marauder's the most expensive of the titles. Indeed, Uh, there's a lot of options that make the fire spray great. Uh, At its cost, it is probably one of the best 
modular ships uh, in that you can kit it out to be a jouster. You can kit it out to be a brawler. Uh, you've got bomb options. You've got crew that can really change how it flies. And you can spend anywhere from 62 to 105 points. Pretty like, easily, yeah. <laughs> like, you, can, um, you can spend pretty much any amount of points you want on a fire spray. Indeed. And uh, speaking of that 62, let's go with the, uh, the generic, the, the bounty hunter. Uh, really not made much of an impact uh, thus far at... Uh, you know, even at its uh, reduced price point, it went down to 62. Not seeing a whole lot of bounty hunters out there. Uh, caveat, I am currently flying one in the list I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, giving my uh, perspective on it, the Fire Spray is just a great chassis as, you know, nothing on it at an I-2, no special abilities. You're looking at a medium base, which is just super maneuverable. The dial is... Fit. The dial is excellent. Uh, you've got, again, all that room for upgrades. And even if you don't want to, you've got double arcs. Uh, it's really... I don't even think being as low as I2 is bad for it because if you're being out initiative, guess what? Now you have a medium base blocker uh, with boost on a medium base, especially oh, yeah. when you can whip that uh, tail end around. Uh, the Slave One title makes it incredibly good to almost always have arc mm -hmm. on lower initiative ships. It is what I've been finding just in these things. It's an I-1 killer. Yeah. So the Bounty Hunter started at 66 points and has crept down and crept down. And now it's down to 62. And I thought it was good at 66. Same uh, team. So I, I can't believe it's not a more popular ship. Other than it's a little awkward to fit into lists. Uh, but as far as efficient brawlers go it's fantastic like for 62 points you're getting two three die arcs uh 10 health um yeah like it's it has good up upgrade options slave one at one point now means if that's the only fire spray in your list you just slap it on there and now against i2s that move before you or i1s you're essentially an ace and uh if not you have a lot of flexibility um i think the bounty hunter is a great ship indeed uh, so let's move up the list to some of the named pilots. Uh, let's lump two right together with uh, Crassus Trellix and Cat Scarlet. Yeah, unfortunately, I think both of them are pretty bad. Um, yeah, you might hear some people argue vehemently Crassus. Yeah, so Crassus, and this is an argument I have with a couple of different things. Uh, in the same vein that Joy Wreckoff is bad, uh, it is an ability that requires investing additional points just to use. Uh, and Cat is actually in that same boat, although a little different. Uh, but Crassus, for example, uh, let me pull up his points here. Off stomach. He is 65 points, which means the cheapest thing that you can put on him is a auto blaster or tractor beam. Don't. And now he is, yeah, but let's say you do that. So now he's 68 points. He is six more points than a bounty hunter. Uh, you have one initiative, but in order to even use your ability, you have to sacrifice your three die gun to either throw less dice than an auto blaster or not be able to do damage with a tractor beam. Um, and then the more points you invest in him, the least less efficient he gets. Um, if, I don't know, if there's a scenario where, I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't really think of a scenario where I take Crassus, but. We can set up big kills with the Ion Crassus. Yeah, but it's that's investing a lot of points with for the an tools, Ion Cannon. With the tools I mean, available in hyperspace. 
Yeah, I don't think Krasis with the tools available in hyperspace can really pull that off as well as he can in... There is one Dark Horse upgrade, in my opinion, for Krasis that can make him a interesting, like, off-meta pick is Snapshot. He can Snapshot at the front and the back. That's true. And there could be a scenario where the meta shifts weirdly and that that double Snapshot's useful. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it is at the moment, but it could be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my problem with that is that's that's still a very expensive fire spray for what yeah, you're getting. That, that comes up to seventy two points and uh, seventy three. Yeah. Oh, that's because it's medium base. It's more expensive. Base. Uh, Calf Scarlet, on the other hand, is uh, really reliant. Yeah, it's worse because reliant <laughs> on using a bunch of generics that you want to use as blockers. Uh, yeah. Mining guild ties so probably, in... but yeah so you can you can fit five mining guilds with her now, which is a solid number and still have rooms for up for upgrades on her if If you are just confident that you're the best blocker in the world and every single turn Kath has a shot on somebody, they will be blocked by a mining guild, then she's amazing but That's the realistically thing, yeah, yeah it's realistically it's just blocks. not gonna happen it's getting meaningful shots on the ships that are blocked yeah. and you're investing you that's with a naked Kath, right uh no, I think you have some points to play with because. Like, Five of them is 110, and she's only 72. So you have. Let's give you enough points for really small, so you can give her yeah. double mods. Mm-hmm. And that's a good uh, side point to put in there. Mall crew seems to be, if you're going to bring an upgrade that isn't slave one, mall at 12 points is definitely the most popular uh, thing to see on fire sprays, especially well, Boba. It turns out purple numbers are pretty good. Purple is power. Yeah. Um. um. I mean, it's Maul's actually really good on Boba because um, the stress for Force Back doesn't really affect Boba, even if he does it three or four times in a round, because he's pretty action-independent with Force because of his re-rolls. Yep. So Boba combos really well, or Maul combos really well with Boba, and also, like, Force is good. It's relatively inexpensive. Um, I lost my screen. Um... <laughs> He's just—he's really good, and you should put Maul. Maul should be the first thing after Slave One. You should put on your fire spray if it's a carry. Yeah, and we'll get a little bit more into Boba uh, in a few minutes, but uh, I think the the long story is Crassus and Kath might not necessarily be bad, as in they automatically lose you games or anything. There is just in the fire spray chassis, there are so many better options for both cheaper and more expensive, um, and any of those option, options will probably get you more value. And for a slightly better option, and really the only reason to have the Androsta title, uh, Iman Azamine. Yep. Uh, why doesn't somebody else go first? Uh, I really like Iman. Um, I think he brings something interesting to the table in that he is a really strong ace counter. So I actually ran over the weekend, I ran double fire sprays. And I used Iman instead of Koshko to test it out. And I really enjoyed it. Um, Iman with those cluster mines is... He puts the pain on, um, especially if you hit like an ace, like somebody who moves after him, like Fen or Poe. You can do a lot of damage to them really quickly with those mines. Yes, indeed. And you can toss a proton bomb or a seismic charge on there as well to get more bombs. Um, I ran him. Uh, I put. I obviously passive mods are an issue. Um, I ran triple zero on him and fearless, so he had passive mods at range one. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'd, I'd, before I flew it again, I would work the list a little bit, but I do think Iman definitely has to place. Yeah. So I definitely think Iman is a step above Crassus and Kath, but similar to Crassus, he requires points invested in order to use his ability, which I don't love. Um, 
And I'm under the assumption that if you are running either Koshka or Iman, you're running Boba alongside with them. Uh, I don't see a scenario where you don't run Boba as your only fire spray unless it's a bounty hunter. Um, maybe there are lists where that's the case. But in what I'm for what I'm talking about, the reason I prefer Koshka over Iman is because of the passive mods. Like you, you can put Fearless and Triple Zero on, um, but neither of those particularly help defense, which Koshka can. Uh, and Iman's price spikes much faster than Koshka's does. Um, he does. He brings something very unique to the table that nothing else in hyperspace can. With his ability to bomb things, uh, it's a really strong anti-ace piece. But I'm I'm personally not a huge fan of him. Well, that brings us right into uh, Koshka Frost, who is possibly one of the more underrated ships in the faction, if not the format right now. Mm -hmm. uh, when you've got ships that really love to stress themselves, linked actions, throw those red maneuvers around there. Koshka just capitalizes all over the place. Uh, yep. the, the only actual form of stress control available uh, to Scum being triple zero is almost uh, much like the Slave One title should be stapled to her as much as possible. Yeah, I'd agree. So my big thing with Koshka is she's the the she's more expensive than Crassus. I think she's seventy points base, so she's quite a bit cheaper than Boba. Uh, after you put bombs, bombs on Iman, she's quite a bit cheaper than him. And so I think she's pretty efficient. And then if her ability is triggering, she's essentially Boba Fett for way less points. Um, yeah, I just I, I think in the hyperspace meta, stress is a, a real thing again. Like, you're you're not hitting your Delta B Jedi or your Vaders or Grand Inquisitors or Whispers that don't care about stress. Uh, a lot of these aces that just will ignore her the whole game aren't in hyperspace the hyperspace format. So I think she Jeez. shines a lot more than she used to. Um, one other thing going back to Iman is that he does have an initiative over Koshka as well. That's true. Yeah, the Which... the three to four is significant. Dude, that puts Iman, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree and say as... Iman is definitely better. But I do yeah. think they both bring different things to the table, and they both are probably... Yeah, and unlike Crassus and Kath, uh, I don't think Iman hurts your list. I It's just, for me personally, he is not the second fire spray I would oh, pick. Sure. And I, they, they both did cut in Milton Keynes. Mm -hmm. So both double fire spray versions cut. Um, it probably comes down to a lot of personal preference and mm -hmm. matchups. If you hit aces all day, I uh, hope you brought Iman. Yeah. You hit swarms all day, I hope you brought Koshka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts for Koshka for you, Matt? Uh, Koshka, I really like. Uh, I have been also running a double uh, Fire Stray Boba Koshka list. Uh, the Much like the uh, Fangs, you can just absolutely prey on lower initiative ships by being able to boost yourself into range one, get that triple zero going. Make sure you've got your mods no matter what. And at I3, that's probably where you're seeing a lot of your, your brawler-type ships at right now. The Fire Spray is a great chassis. Uh, if you had to choose in an absolute vacuum, probably Koshka could be, uh, like you said, around 95% the effectiveness of Boba at 15 points less. That's, uh, that's not a bad thing. It's if not nothing, one, that's for sure. One disclaimer I'd have is I would never bring a non-Boba fire spray of Boba. Oh, 100%. Except for other a than, Except for a Yeah. Uh, one other thing... Oh, go ahead. I was say, we'll get into that later. Uh, I do think that there are possibly places for Koshka with some other ships. Uh, I think, and this... Yeah, I'll go out on a limb with the ex exception of uh, Crassus and Kath, which I think we can all agree are a dumpster fire. Uh, the other... <laughs> The other fire sprays 
possibly could by themselves be an addition to a list. Now, everybody's going to agree Boba is the best ship in the faction, if not the format right now. But I would not sleep on any of the Bounty Hunter, Kashka, or Iman. Oh, yeah. Have... If... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I have one more thing to say about the Koshka Iman debacle, if you will. <laughs> um, the biggest counter to fire sprays is T set because they're nearly as tanky and throw three attack dice and you can bring a lot of them. Yeah, T70s um, are real good. They tend to be I3 being the most common initiative mm-hmm. for those T70s. So Koshka requires a bid to move after them. Iman guaranteed moves after them. And T70s don't stress themselves that much. True. Indeed. Well, except for Poe. Except for Poe, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's like it's another concern. I, I Koshka is probably better most and in a world where Boba Fett wasn't in hyperspace or got nerfed or something, uh, I do think Koshka and Iman are perfectly fine in scum lists. I just, since we're talking about the competitive format, if you're taking a fire spray and a scum list, it should probably be Boba Fett. Yeah, if your goal is to make a top tier list, then Boba Fett, it should be where you start. Yeah. So, Speaking of Boba, um, Boba. I, we could we could do an entire episode on just Boba Fett and why he's so good. Um Let's do it. But the, the, the general thing is that a lot of the strong mechanics that they removed from hyperspace, he still has. Um, like when you put Maul on him, he has the force, which means he has passive mods. His ability is a passive mod. Uh, on offense and defense. On offense and defense, yeah. His slave one at I5 will frequently give him perfect information for dial changing. Um, yeah, he's just, he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. You block him and now he has rerolls on defense. Yeah. Blocking yeah. him with the force and the rerolls is, can be detrimental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you yeah. engage him with two agility shifts at range two, that can be detrimental because he has two yeah. agility and a dick ton of mods. Mm-hmm. I will you could say, put a bomb on him. If you have something like a swarm and you're trying to decide whether to make a move to attempt to block Boba or land range one, you should choose range one. You should choose range one and not give up the shot. Yep, yeah, because blocking Boba just removes a shot you can have on him. Indeed. In range one, you're rolling three dice. You have a chance to. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, also, like, if you're running a swarm, a swarm against Bubba, your best strategy is to help the first two cards damaged engine and structural damage. That's what I did against Bubba, and it was really strong. <laughs> I just turned the difficulty down. <laughs> uh, realistically, uh, there's a reason I think that a lot of people put the CIS swarm clearly above the Focho. And it's because the CIS swarm, CIS swarm can bring tech against things like Boba. He can tech really. The, if you look at Duncan's yeah, CIS swarm, yeah. he teched strictly against Boba. The one he won Dallas with. He knew he could beat everything else with just the basic CIS swarm. So he teched against Boba. Yep, 100%. And for people who aren't aware, like Discord missiles are very good tech against Boba. Uh, he only has the boost option, which means he can't remove a Discord missile that's in front of him. Unless you run into another ship or a uh... sure, like there are scenarios, but but o- overall, it Boba struggles to remove that discord missile compared to things with barrel roll. Um, and when you have a bunch of two die attacks that that he tends to just shrug off, auto crits are fantastic at dealing. Really with. strong plasma torpedoes are really strong. Yeah, against same. somebody because if you get three, you're taking two off. Yeah, if you get to three, if you get three on two plasma torpedoes twice, discord missile goes off. That's a free crit to the hull. Yep. Yeah, and that's all without your six droid. shots. Oh, yeah. A trait generation drown fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, well, we've gone through the two powerhouse ships of the faction, so let's uh, go on down into the uh, the B tier and below. 
Uh, heck, let's just go ahead and uh, jump all the way to the bottom of the well. Guys, the Jump Master. Uh, Smittle and I have kind of different opinions on the Jump Master. Uh, I don't care for them. Yeah, Data is leaning in Smittle's favor, although I will put the caveat that I think the quad Jump Master list is not good, and they're better as pieces of a list, not, so not did, as a, a whole. I did go back and find there were three Jump Masters that went 5-1 or better in Keens. Okay. Three Jump Master lists. One was Quad Jump Master, which went 6-0. Which is impressive. And then two of them were lists with a fire spray of Fang and. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, let's and start with the contracted oh, scout. That's the generic. Uh, it's down to forty-one points. I know it was forty-four last update. I do not remember it off the top of my head the starting price. I think it was at the, the beginning. 50s. Yeah. Uh, at forty-one points. Either oh. way, it is. I'm. It's down to as cheap as I think they're willing to, to yeah, bring it. I think that's a threshold. They cheaters. won't break. Can't. Five large base ships on the board sounds yeah. awful. Uh, <laughs> but at 41 wonderful. points, I think it's a pretty good ship. I, it's not amazing. Uh, it's never going to be amazing. True. But it's a large base ship with barrel roll, which makes it a pretty good blocker. Uh, adding the cannon slot means you can now have two arcs with it and make it uh, a lot easier to keep time on target. Um, I would not put a lot of upgrades on Jump Masters, but I think they're. I think contracted sets are, are pretty usable. I will say the cannon slot did a lot to change my Right. If you just slap an ion cannon and bring nothing else, you've got a useful arc out of the front and the rotating arc. I still don't think they're going to do much for a list. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think they're good as fillers. Is is the big thing? Like, um, if you don't want to bring two six or two mining guilds for various reasons, then I think a, a contracted scout can fill that. The, that point slot pretty effectively. Well, if you're thinking that uh, contracted scouts are too expensive, what about Nam Lum there? Nam is dirt cheap. Yeah, he he might be the best blocker in hyperspace just because of his price being at I1 is significantly better for blocking. 38 um, points! 38 Very points is, is dirt Very cheap. Very cheap. You can slap an auto blaster on him if you want and make him, you know, 41 points. But I think... Okay, we'll... Uh, We'll go into why I disagree with Auto Blaster in general. Right. But Auto Blaster is... specifically, I think putting a cannon on him is wrong. And agreed, because you are always going to have shots with your primary. And even if yeah, you don't, what makes Namlim good is how cheap he is. Like every point you put on him like negates how cheap he is. Uh, and that includes uh, a lot of people have been talking about Dengar Gunner on him, and in extended, I think Dengar Gunner is great, where you have things like Jedi or Imperial Aces that, that don't want to deal with that, that chance of damage. They want nothing to do with it. In hyperspace, where efficiency is leading should as... Be. At least should yeah. be. And, and for the most part is the best thing right now. Uh, Dengar Gunner is just a lot of points. Like A droid doesn't care if you do a damage to it 50% of the time. And it's like it, 60% of the field is four more ships. Yeah. And I think you can use those six points somewhere else in the list very effectively. Uh, I will I say one thing be. regarding Nom uh, Um Every single Nom Lum in the Cutter Milton Keynes had Auto Blaster instead of the Fed Deck Car. Small sample size. It but is. The data, and the data hates you. And I could <laughs> but, be wrong. That, yeah, and the data is saying that I'm wrong, but in my opinion... It's a small sample size. Yeah. I, I think I would only take Nom Lum at either 38 points or 40 with Contraband. One of the things that gets me about Nom Lum, and this is where I think... It could be a real good... You're using him as a blocker. He's going to soak up a lot of hits. If you've got a naked Nomlum at 38 points, 
let's say compare him to a Benair pirate at what are they now? 22? 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Okay, 22 points for four health behind two agility. You do four points of damage to a Benair pirate. You've taken it off the board. You've got 22 points. You do four points of damage to Nam Lum, and you haven't even halved him. You do five points, and you've got 19 points. That's frustrating to have nine oh, health yeah. behind two agility, and you get him to half points. It's going to take you three or four shots to do that, and you get 19 points out of it. That and, can actually be demoralizing. Yeah, and even if you have a full meat grind list, and you pour everything into Nam Lum, and you pick him off, great, you got 38 points. Like. That's really easy, to, tr- really easy to trade up for 38 points. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to cripple anybody by popping Nomlom off the board. Yeah, the difference not... is when he's playing into a list that he's terrible against. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to trade up because you're going to get half of a TIE Fighter back for 11 points. Yeah. But in general, like, yeah, they pour everything into Nomlom. A, he's going to shoot back, if, assuming he lives to shoot. Mm-hmm. But they're getting 38 points. That's pretty easy to come back on. Yep. <laughs> I still don't think Jump Masters are great, but and I think I don't the think they're amazing either. I think they're just cheap enough to be usable now, and I think with maybe the exception of Dengar, if you are trying to carry a game with a Jump Master, you're making the wrong choice. Well, there are some options there for uh, control and support. Uh, Manaru, mm-hmm. who you know, 1.0 Manaru is the most abusable ship out there, but in 2.0, not trash. Uh, I love Manaru actually. Manaru. She's my favorite jump master. I don't like her in a meta, though. Yeah, I do she think she's still the. I think she's the dark horse in scum, and in, in terms of things that could be really effective that haven't been seen. Uh, even in, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure every quad jump master list is doing two scouts, Tell and Dengar. The not seeing Manaru. The one that cut in Milton Keynes was Namlum and three scouts. Okay, yeah. The one I placed in Dallas was Tell, two scouts, and Namlum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not you're not seeing Manaru, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about four scout lists. Maybe that's I, correct. I, but... I don't care for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think in single jump master lists, I think Manaru could be a really good choice. Um, I think Manaru she's... is money in like a three ship ace meta. Yeah. Where her her ability to block can remove a significant amount of value while also passing tokens to one of your aces. Right. Yeah, I agree. But also, let's consider her against something like a droid swarm. Uh, somebody like Fen Rao is decent against droid swarms because he can pop them, but he only has his one focus, and eventually the raw number of shots can push damage through on him. Indeed. Uh, but now you can throw this large base ship in that's going to block their terrible K-turns, uh, and you can pass Fen a second focus, and now they have to choose between shooting the 9 health ship that doesn't really do anything other than make Fen better, and so they're kind of wasting time shooting at it, or they have to shoot into now the token-stacked Fen that has yes. two focus tokens and Concord Concord. gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, and on top of all of that, Triple Zero is an amazing card on her. Um, oh, yeah. Because you can, with her building, Triple Zero happen at the same time. So you can yep. game whether you you trigger Triple Zero first, they give you the Calculate, you can pass Calculate for Fen or another yep. ship. Or if you need your own token, you can pass first and then trigger Triple Zero, and if they give you the Calculate, Manaru gets to keep it. Yeah, or you can bump and still get a calculate to pass to, to somebody. Like, there's there's a lot of options. Or you can just start dealing out stress, which is not bad. Yeah, well, not bad either. <laughs> um, um, before we knew the points change, like, um, I ran Manaru a lot. Yeah, the two of us were both running fun. Fen Manaru, third ship. Third ship. Um, and then I ran her once at, right after the uh, points change, because when they added the cannon, 
slot. I really like Iron Cannon on Manaru as well. I wouldn't do it yeah. in the current meta because it's a lot of points, and I don't yeah. think Manaru will have a hard enough time pulling her weight in any way besides a pure support ship in the current yeah. meta of efficiency. Yep. And this is going to be a repeating trend with Drum Masters. I, I think the less points you put into them, the better. They're, I think they're usable now because they're cheap. And every time you put points in them, they're not cheap. I think if you're going to build a top tier list with the Drum Master, it's going to I could make the argument for Dengar, but yeah. I, think I have my own counterpoint to Dengar that I'll bring up when we talk about him. Yeah. All right. but... Well, heading that way, uh, Teltravera, the kill him and he comes Worst. back on one. Yeah. I mean, I he's only... Him. He's a point less than Manaru. He's only three points more than a scout. He's, his, his ability is fine. Like, I killed him in a round. Yeah. So he came back and shot, and then a TIE fighter killed him at round three. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like, his, <laughs> his bread and butter is when he's the highest initiative thing, because then you can't kill him. Like, he's going to get another shot after you kill him. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, like, I, I think he's pretty bad. Yeah. I think he's the I, worst jump master. I think I would agree, yeah. Like, he's he's not good at blocking because he's I-4, and he doesn't... Almost really... always a better use for the points. I agree, yeah. Yeah, like for those three points, you could just put contraband on a scout and have a one point bid, and I think that's better. Or auto blasters. Mm, no, I I, I, I <laughs> rolled. Let the record show I, I rolled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Matt, do you have any counterpoints to Teltraver? Teltraver, exactly what you guys were saying at I three. If he's uh, if he's ironically he's four. The, he's four? Oh gosh. So if yeah, Teltraver yeah. is ironically the ace on the field, exactly. He's gonna be. He, you're gonna kill him, and he's still gonna be there the next round. Uh, even still, at his cost, you should be running one of the cheaper ones for anything you're going to use him for. Yeah, like points are probably a premium, and those three points are probably useful. Yep, they they could be a fearless somewhere on a better ship. And, and speaking of better ships, uh, Dengar, <laughs> Dengar, the, the one of the other I sixes in the format. All right. Do you want me to start off with why I think yeah, he's go good? ahead and state your case, and then I'll come back with my sweet rebuttal. Okay. Uh, so Dengar is fifty-three points now, and punishing one is only five points, which is fifty-eight. And I believe Dengar's base cost last points change was fifty-eight before punishing one. Uh, so in the context of taking Dengar with punishing one for fifty-eight points, I think it is pretty easy to trade even to up with him. Um, Especially, uh, my preferred Dengar build is adding Contraband and R4P8, R5P8, one of those two. R4. R4, okay. Uh, the one that lets, the Pain Bot, that you, you get three rerolls, and if you roll a crit, you both, or you suffer a crit as well. Uh, but <clears throat> for 64 points, you now have a I6 double tapping ship that gets mods on every once, one of his shots for the first three, um, which is probably about all he'll get. Uh, but contraband lets him turn around and still get still get those mods. Uh, I he's not gonna he's not an ace. He's not gonna close games out. <laughs> he's not Dengaru anymore. Yeah, it's not Dengaru <laughs> by any means. But I think it is pretty easy to earn those points back, and I still think it's pretty easy to get more points out of him than you lose. Uh, my point had a point was <laughs> Doug said Dengar is good. I said Doug said Dengar is actually good. Unironically good. <laughs> my point is I think Dengar is probably flyable if you're best pilot. Um, I feel like most people aren't just aren't going to be able to get enough value to recomp points lost for him. Um, pretty much the opposite of what you said. <laughs> um, I think if you're if you're if you're a god among men, you can fly Dengar effectively and recomp the points. But for those for for sixty four points that you're paying for Dengar, you can get about. 
Yeah, but a bounty hunter can't fire twice in a round. Like it's not that True. hard to guess things at I six. But if your goal is to if your goal is to like say one a turn cuts, you have mm-hmm. one to two losses. Um, where you have a chance. Um, you hit a bad matchup for twice. I think Dengar has quite a few bad matchups. Um, like stuff like Kylo. Dengar's not going to shoot at Kylo without rotating his arc, which means he's not going to get the extra die. He's not going to yep. get the double tap. Um, and swarms, awesome. I think, are the, the I assuming equal player skill. I feel like a Kylo can pre arc dodge deck easily. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little tougher. Like I don't think it's trivial. Uh, large space ships are tougher to arc dodge than people expect a lot of times. And he does still have the barrel roll, which is a lot easier to use when you have a passive mod in R4P8. True. True. Uh, I think this is pretty much an agree to disagree, I think. But... I think so, yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't... I don't I don't. think Dengar's going to like make waves and tear everything up. So and I'm, I'm, sure he's pre- I'm sure he's pretty playable. Yeah. But I don't think he's... I, I wouldn't bring him if I was trying to win. Alright, well, so I think we can all agree that the Jumpmaster kind of goes... To... As a chassis to the bottom of the stack when it comes to scum choices, there are some options there for low-cost blockers and, uh, again, just some low-cost beef for sheer health per points. I think they are the most efficient there. Uh, They're up there. Uh, And the nice thing about hyperspace is I think there is only one ship that is genuinely useless, and that's the Nandex. True. Um, I think everything Except else for can... Gorgle. Oh, wait. Except for Gorgle. Uh, <laughs> I think every other ship, there is at least a pilot that you can find good use for. Indeed. All right, well, we'll put that to the test and we'll talk about the M3A Sick Interceptor. Uh, there are a hot bunch of these right now. Uh, they're cut. Yeah, they, cut uh, of Dallas. They did indeed. Uh, you know, cartel spacers are the 25-point I-1s. They're stat line equivalent to a TIE FO, uh, but not really the same. Uh, why are we seeing a lot of the FOCHO, but not uh, a... We're actually not second. seeing a lot of the FOCHO either. There was only one FOCHO at both system opens. But FOCHO's the boogeyman that people talk about, and they don't talk about the sick very Scocho. Scocho. Yeah, Scocho. <laughs> uh, I, I think in terms of the eight ship with no upgrades, uh, the FOCHO's dial is just better for it. Um, its blues are better. It has the three hard, which is a little bit better than the one bank. Um, it has better K turn options. I think, I honestly I think the biggest thing is that Scum has the Mining Guild, which is a cheaper filler. Yeah. So if you're spamming Scum ships, you start with Mining Guild ties, and then you get one better ship in there or something. Whereas, and also, it's easier to own eight FOs because the conversion came with seven. True. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, I think that the six uh, finding its bread and butter as a cannon carrier. Yes, indeed. This is the one place I think auto blasters are not a bad choice. Yeah, I still, I still think they're wrong unless you're yeah. doing the six swarm with auto blasters. Which the is, seven auto blaster six. Yeah, um, which is the yeah. list that cut in Dallas with six. So let's take a, a sidebar here and explain why we don't like auto blaster because it is a popular upgrade that has had some success, and I think we're not in the norm with thinking that it's bad. Indeed. Uh, it's only three points, so you're not hindering yourself by you're taking not, yeah. most of the you're time. You're not crippling yourself by yeah. bringing it. Except but, you never bring it on a three-attack die ship. Yeah, that's, always that's what I see it on three-attack three attack ships. It's always worse than a three-attack die primary, yeah. even if you're doing the out-of-arc cancel crits, yeah. because the third attack die is going to go through anyway, and the last damage to go through is a crit. Like... Right. But so let's let's talk about the on two die ships where it's not the worst. It's only a three-point investment, but you're actually only getting points out of it 
if you're in the bullseye or you're out of arc and roll a crit. And Indeed. neither of those scenarios are very likely, especially on an I-1 sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like, again, with... Right. The swarm is a little different. We saw, like, with the seer swarm, it's really easy for us, uh, Jastic Swarm, to line up bullseyes. Right. And with the that seven is the, That is the only time I think it's worth bringing. Yeah. Like, but if, if you're taking one or two six. Second arc, but... Mm-hmm. but if you're only taking one or two and you put an auto blaster on it, I'm guessing you're going to trigger that once a tournament, and that's not yeah. really worth three points to me. Tearing both of those into one ion cannon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, going back moving... to Cartel Spacer, uh, it is really good as a tractor beam carrier if you have a bunch of other I1s. Indeed. It's very good as an ion cannon carrier if it's shooting last. It has a very high chance of ion. Not very high, but it has a good chance of ion. better chance of ioning than usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Although with, with, with an ion cannon, you're looking at 31 points for an I1 with a... That's a dirt cheap yeah. ion cannon. Though. It is. And... Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's an ion cannon that has one gimmick, and what do you mean by one gimmick? Large ships. It's it's their only. It's not going to do damage normally with this little yeah. two die attack. Uh, large base ships are going to laugh at it. But if uh, but when it's money, it's money, and if they're killing it, they're wasting their time killing a thirty-one point ion cannon. Yeah. Sick. But that's where I was going. It, it becomes a thirty-one. And the thing damage. is, individual three die shots don't average much more than one damage. So yeah. being capped at one damage isn't a big deal. It's not. Unless you're rolling fully modified dice every mm-hmm. turn. An ion cannon averages about the same as a regular yeah. attack. And if the extra one goes through, yeah, it's not a damage, but it's an ion, which sets you up so well for later yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Well, bumping up to uh, Initiative 3 with the Tansari Point veteran, uh, four more points at 29, you get uh, Initiative 3 and a talent slot. Is it worth it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah. If you if if somebody were to argue with me that they have a, a good reason for the I three or they're taking a very specific talent slot and they have a reason for it, I could see the argument. But I think overall, it's not worth it. Agreed. The only talent I could I would consider on them would be snapshot, but that's a thirty six point ship. Yeah. And you can do that for 30 with mining guilds. As I say, the thing is, if you're taking it for the talent, you can take mining guilds for way cheaper. A mining guild tie is always better. Mm-hmm. Like, In the context of hyperspace, I don't think there's any cannon talent combos that are worth anything. Yeah, marksmanship um, doesn't exist, so you can't do marksmanship no, no. autoplays. Yeah. Which I wouldn't do anyway, because you're just investing. So yeah, like the Tanzari Point Veteran's not bad, but it's less efficient. And uh, another common theme we've been talking about is efficiency is king. Indeed. At I three, you're not going to turn it into a cheap ace. Yeah, and six have only one action anyway. They're never going to be a cheap ace. They're that's a that's not the role they have anymore. Yeah, which is a little unfortunate. I live for them as quote unquote M three A interceptors. That's not who they are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, going the other way in initiative down to their I one Sunny Bounder. Sunny Bounder. He's fun. He's a, he's a lot yeah. of fun. He's um, actually he's he cut quite a bit at Milton Keynes. Yeah, people Due people to, love him. And yeah, like, I think it's, if you're okay. bringing one sick, might as well be Sunny. Yeah, in my opinion, um, if you can afford the two points. So the thing is, easily mathematically, easily. he is absolutely not worth the two points. Oh, like, straight up, not at all. Uh, like heroic mathematically is not worth one point, and it's going to trigger way more often than Sunny Bounder's ability is going to. Um, meaningfully. Well, usually like, for me, Sunny it triggers when I add a fourth blank on green. Dice. Right. Yeah. The thing is, like, it it triggers <laughs> if you roll all blanks. It just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see, I have a trigger lock. But. Yeah. Now, the only thing that would make me switch my mind is there is a there is an argument that Sunny Bounder works in the same way that Han does, like for his the timing of his ability. Uh, so Han, Rebel Han, the Falcon, uh, is a dice modification, is how they've ruled it, which means you can choose when to trigger the effect anytime you're modifying dice. So if you take that same argument with Sunny Bounder, that means if I roll hit I, and then I spend the focus, and then still, I decide to trigger Sunny's ability, I can then add the hit. It's still um, after rolling. The thing um, is... Right, because adding a die is a dice modification, right. so logically it should take place in that step. Right. The well, So the, the reason it's in question is because Sunny's a bounder, Sunny triggers after rolling or re-rolling dice. Uh, so... Right, which is not a defined yeah, step. Uh, Unless you know for certain the judges are going to rule that way, I would not count on it working. Like, it, yeah, it's it definitely feels like exploiting the rules. And I think it's not intended to work that way. Indeed. Um, I still think Sunny's fine without that working. Um, again, yeah, I just don't think he's worth two you know points was... over a cartel. If you don't have anything to do with the points and the bid's yeah. not necessary, if you're, if you're fine, bringing, but... And you're bringing one sick. Like, yeah. The random chance of you getting a third crit once a tournament is probably worth it. <laughs> Realizing what would make Sunny Bounder amazing would be advanced optics. That'd be really. That would be. Really eh, good. Yeah. Be well, really, if, assuming this works like this. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm not going to take a side on whether or not I think. It's, I don't think it should. But yeah. I'm not going to take a side until FFG comes out and takes a side for me. Yeah. Agreed. If if I were a judge in a tournament and you forced me to make a ruling, I think I would rule in favor of it. But I think FFG should rule against it. I think I, I think I would have ruled against it. I think. Yeah. I, I, think yeah, I think, quote, rules as written, it does work, but it's super ambiguous, and I don't think it's intended. Um, anyway. All right. Uh, moving on down there, let's get into the, uh, the, the, the beige wasteland of mediocre-named pilots, starting with the, uh, the I-Zero droid G4R-G-O-R-V-M, Gargorum. Oh, gosh. This, this ship... The I, the idea of an I zero suddenly makes you think, oh, what an amazing blocker! But there's not a whole lot that an I zero does that an I one yeah. doesn't, and you're paying extra points for it. Yeah, so you're you're bringing the the you're bringing it specifically for its ability, which is in relation to blocking things. Uh, if he defends everything at range zero of him, suffers a critical damage. Uh, so in theory, Including if you block, him. yeah, if you block a guy and then somebody else shoots at him, I think it's every other ship. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure he takes his own damage. I'll double check. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the the other really big thing, aside from the fact you're paying three points, uh, it's each other ship. Um, okay. Is he has calculate? He's a droid, so you're paying three points to not yeah. have focus, and to only only in very specific situations is his ability going to trigger. He's, yeah, it's he's it's bad. Not good. It's a really he's cute ability, bad. but he's bad. Most things are bad. All right, keep yeah. it, rolling on with the uh, the bad ones we've got. Let's just lump them all together. Genesis Red, Quinjast, and Inaldra. Uh, they all have abilities. <laughs> None of them are bad. They're, They're all not, no, situationally useful. They all have useful. decently useful abilities. Yeah. I think um, the big thing is you're paying a premium for them, and they're not amazing. Genesis did cut yeah, on the, yeah. the system open. Gen Genesis is the one that I think, if any of them are good, yeah. it's Genesis, but not in hyperspace, because... That lets you do things like, hey, I'm going to target lock Paylob and take all these focuses. Well, well, so copying all of them. Anuldra isn't looked at much 
durability is actually pretty decent, especially if you consider it on defense. Like, if somebody rolls two hits against you and you roll three blanks, there is very little reason to not use her ability. Because on average, you'll take the same damage. It's a very, very small percent chance you'll take extra damage, but you have a decent chance of, of them blocking two and taking nothing. Well, other than the damage you took. Um, but yes. Which, to clarify, her ability is she can suffer a damage to reroll dice on offense or defense. To roll, yeah, reroll any number of dice while defending um, or performing attack. If they were able to take Dead Man's Switch, there could be some strategy there, but they don't have an illicit slot, so... I, I think, think the big thing... Switch is a trash card. Yeah, her ability play. is really good at reducing variance, but she's not a... Like, the sick isn't an amazing ship, so... Yeah, there's no need for her yeah. to reduce that variance. Yeah. Um, Genesis has seen playing hyperspace with torps. I've seen people put plasma torps on Genesis, and you lock somebody who's focused, who's lower initiative than you, and you have a there's... fully... Torpedo. Also, the cute interaction I played against one recently, where he would target lock his own ships to get the tokens. Oh, uh, I don't remember what. I think That's it was said, yeah, target lock. It was a perceptive yeah. co-pilot fire spray, and they'd target lock their own fire spray to get yeah. double focus. And I was like, okay. That's cute. All right, respect, respect. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Token token stacking everywhere yeah. is uh, kind of a use there, but again, you're paying extra points for a chassis that's just not. Good. Yeah, it's it's at, at uh, the end of the day, it's an efficiency ship, uh, less efficient than a mining guild, but has the cannons for some control and stuff. And you're just yeah. Where you do get a name pilot that's pretty good uh, is Leighton Ashera, yeah. who uh, kind of made national news uh, in Brian Lindemood's list at the Las Vegas Open. Uh, Layton's ability is one of those that in the current, maybe not current, but in the in the swarm prevalent meta, Layton is really, yeah. really good. Yeah, so I specifically put a note that I think based on our current data, I would actually lump her in with an Aldra and Quinn and Genesis. Well, let as me go a ahead. ship that's not great. I will say, um, based on the data of those two system opens, um, 14% of the field was seven or eight ship lists. Okay, um, that's not 14% of the field means Separate ship lists is I two or two attack dice, two attack dice only, or pretty less, much, yeah. or yeah, two attack dice ships, pretty much. Um, might be able to squeeze a, a one three attack dice ship in there. I'll, uh... Yeah, which but means fourteen percent averaging... time she's money. Yeah, you're averaging once a tournament. She's going to be an amazing pilot. Or um, if you ever hit resistance a wings or anything. yeah, for those that don't know, Leighton's ability is uh, after they miss an attack. Or, or she misses defend. Yeah, yeah, after after Leighton misses an attack, or after Leighton defends, an uh, attack you can token. She, the attack, uh, the time she defends, oh, that attack has to miss as well. Oh, okay, yep, you're right. Yeah, so one if she performs or defends against an attack that misses, she may re- gain an evade token. Yeah, so the, the big thing is it's gain an evade, not take an evade action. So you can keep doing it over and over and over. You can stack them. It, it can get to a point where a swarm shooting at you becomes self-defeated. Yep. Uh, and then going off to the top of there, the I-5 Sarasu, who is, good lord, expensive for this chassis. Yeah. I mean, she has to be. Mm-hmm. So it's 16 points more than a cartel spacer. Um, that's a big investment. Uh, the ability is strong, but in general, defensive force multipliers aren't as good as offensive ones. Uh, and that's offensive because, wins games. Yeah. And only one of your ships is utilizing a defensive force multiplier, whereas something like Howlrunner, every single ship in your list uses it. Uh, so you get a lot of value out of that. True. Um, With the removal of offensive force multipliers from hyperspace, it 
it kind of almost seems like Sarasu. I was surprised that Sarasu got left in, mm-hmm. but you're exactly right. The the defensive ability is not worth as much as a Sarasu or a Sinker or a Drea. Yeah. The the most common use I've seen of Sarasu is people will run like three fangs and her. I've uh, seen and... this just missed the cut. This actually lost in the last round against uh Droid Swarm on stream in Dallas. Um mm-hmm. was Sarasu with Tractor Beam in seven um, oh, that's interesting. That's that was a Gene Hogle out of Texas, that's out right. of uh, Austin. But yeah, like yeah. if I was going to run Sarasu, that would be the list. Yeah, I I can see the arguments for like a like a Fen Manaru Sarasu or something. Yeah. where you're going all you're essentially doing a 200 point Fen. Uh, I don't think that's a good list, but I think Sarasu. I, I feel like you passed the, that list. You passed that focus Fen. They just kill Sarasu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like. Tagging her along Saris, uh, along Fen or another Fang is good. They're pretty defensive ships. You give a re- give them a reroll, they're even better. I've seen uh, Fen and Fen two Fangs and Sarasu as opposed to yeah. Fen and three Fangs as well. Yep. Uh, I don't think she's worth the points, but um, there's the specific eight ship mining guild list is the only time I would think she's probably worth her points. Yeah, because she's tracked to bring at I five before seven mining guild ties shoot, mm-hmm. yep. and she's giving the reroll yeah, to a three agility ship. It's the only reason I think she's decent. Yeah. Yep. And she works on herself. She um, does. Uh, would there ever be any reason that you guys could think to bring uh, missiles or torpedoes with that? No. I don't think any sick besides um, Genesis Red should bring missiles or torpedoes. Yeah. Or Quinjast, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. If there was anything like uh, Jendin or a probe droid that existed in Scum, then sure. Yeah. But there's not. Agreed. So it's it's really hard to pick up the locks ahead of time and have double mods. And generally, if you don't have double mods, munitions aren't worth it. Indeed. Sometimes you just Absolutely. instinctive aim kill fun, though. Sometimes you do. Sometimes it's very worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and rounding out the field, uh, the mining guild tie. Uh, one of those that we did not get all the pilots in uh, hyperspace. Uh, My lizard bay. Best 30 points in the game. My lizard uh, bay. Captain Seavor. Yeah, Captain Seavor, the absolute best 30 point filler in the game, not in hyperspace. And- and Foreman Roach, who also is trash. Uh, <laughs> who does yeah, also, who is also a mining guild tie. <laughs> he, he is in the running for best foreman yeah. in the game. Uh, yeah, so uh, the two of those are out. Uh, but you get the mining guild century that is went from 24 to 22. Yep. Uh, that's oh, when you get cheap, making it cheaper. Every point is so big. Like a two point yeah. discount on a 24 point ship is huge. It Like, so yeah. six 24 point mining guild ties. Was whatever forty eight times three is one thirty six one thirty two I don't know math is hard, <laughs> but now they're a hundred in uh, they're one hundred thirty two now for six of them. So before that they were an extra twelve twelve points. Um, that's a lot of money, and that money bought me yeah. Fenrau. <laughs> yeah, so they were one hundred forty four before, which means you only had fifty six points instead of sixty eight. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. You can't do a lot with fifty six points, especially. No. But uh. I think the Mining Guild Sentry is the best non the best twenty two and up filler in the game. Yeah, it's not a tor- it's not <laughs> yeah. a vulture droid, but it's really good. Yeah. Uh, like um, when you uh, compare them to an academy, I think they just destroy academies for the same price. Like, but they have a worse dial. They do they lose do. the five straight, which <laughs> they they have it. It's red. Yeah. They have it, it's red. And they lose the four K. Right. But the ability but, to like three turn over a rock and barrel roll barrel they can off just, of it for yeah. blocking, it's so good. Yep, they can wow. just be in places that other ships can't. And if your opponent brings Crocs and you're bringing a mostly mining guild tie list, there are no for you. 
And yep. that's a big deal. When you can do whatever you can need to to block an independent enemy ship, it's so good. And uh, I love yep. them so. And we're at Kansas yeah. City sold out of them because everyone's playing. <laughs> <laughs> and they look cool. And they are dope looking. They got more in at our local uh, store, and I immediately bought yep. them yesterday. So, um, I'd say their their price, their stock is up, 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 and I would I would buy, buy, buy on mining guild sentries. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going up just one point from the sentry, the mining guild surveyor gives you an I two and a talent. Yeah. Now, going up to I two doesn't really do anything in most lists, but that talent, when you're only twenty three points, there's really only two uh, two things I would choose there. Either fearless, making up a twenty-six point, still great cheap ship, yeah. or thirty points with snapshot. Yeah, so fearless kind of feels like an odd choice because a three-point dice mod is a lot on that cheap of a ship. But because they're still only twenty-six, it's actually still pretty spammable. And you when you're looking at like them with fearless and Fenrir. yeah, and if you're looking at five fearless mining guilds that are just going to joust you, and when that triggers, one. man, it's they're five guaranteed hits. A turn. Yeah, they're they're really good at range one. All of a sudden, like that's that's a scary ship at range one. For 26 points. Um, I think Snapshot is probably better, but it's expensive. Um, I'm not sure Snapshot's great in this current meta either. Yeah, agreed. Um, like because it's, it's good against aces. We don't have a lot of aces. Yeah, yeah. so the thing about Snapshot is it's, it's a super variance-based card, which means it doesn't do a whole lot against efficiency, but is really, really good against inefficient ace-type lists. And since we're in an efficiency meta, for the most part, uh, snapshot a lot of times is not going to get earn its points back. And even the the true aces that we see right now, like Kylo, he doesn't give, he doesn't care at all about snapshot. He's got force. Yeah, <laughs> which there's there's the argument that uh, burning through his force is useful. But to be honest, Kylo shouldn't land range two of your mining guild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but he can't he can't pre arc dodge Dangar. I mean, he can. <laughs> I just think it's harder to pre arc eight. I think it's harder to pre-arc dodge Dangar than it is to land range two in a mining guild surveyor's arc. Pre-reposition, though. Yeah. True. Anyway, uh, I think they're good. <laughs> I think sentries are better because there's no amazing. There's no. There's no crack shot. There's like, no money talent there. Yeah, if yeah. crack shot was in hyperspace. Um, bye bye bye. Um, You're looking um, at 24 point crack shots. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, F that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if. If you like the I2 surveyors, guys, what would you say about paying three more points, getting rid of the talent slot, and getting possibly the most useless ship ability in the format? I would say, please don't give me Overseer Yushin. I don't want them. <laughs> I would say Joy Rekov is happy because he's no longer the worst ship in the game. That's true. <laughs> no kidding. <yeah. laughs> we, we have found something worse than Joy Rekov. I mean, to be fair, Overseer Yushin. not counting Nantexes in hyperspace. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not counting name takes as hyperspace. I will take Yushin over a hyperspace. I don't know, man. I Actually, I don't know about yeah, that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nantex over Yushin. Yushin's bad. Yeah. Uh, so Yushin's bad. The, the ability we are something uh, about geez. the ability we are land basing here is before a friendly ship at range one would gain a disarm token. Side note: There's only one ship. You and draws to reload. Uh, if that awake. ship is not stressed. You can get you can spend your charge, and if you do that, ship gains a stress token instead. So if you have your Andrasta Emon out there reloading his proton oh, bomb, wants that shot this then, turn. Excuse <laughs> exactly. me. You're regening punishing one Dengar also take <laughs> weapons disabled tokens. True. And he really does want that shot. So boom, you should meta. <laughs> there you go. So Make if you put happen. regen on Dengar, put 
over shooting journalist. I mean, you already put reason on Dankar, so yeah. can't get worse. <laughs> What's another 26 points? I mean, you're already wasting points on reason, so yeah. might as well go full ham. Uh, and now the most expensive uh, mining guild tie, Ahav. Ahav's got a really solid ability. Um, the problem is it completely depends on what kind of list you're on. Yep. And it has to be medium or large bishops, yep. and those aren't very common. Nope, in, in the Maybe. entire format, that's uh, <laughs> arcs and fire sprays and falcons and decimators. I, mean, I guess uh, Boba is medium-based. I mean, Boba is more common than the other faction. Yeah, and you have a yeah. you have close to a twenty percent chance of hitting Boba every round. So mm-hmm. Ahav is if you have a bunch of mining guild centuries and you have eight points left over. You have exactly eight points left over. You have exactly eight points. <laughs> sure, make sure. one Ahav. All right, which you can uh, name, actually so it's really like the, a, yeah you can do like Ahav in seven. Yeah. So the big thing a lot is of points left over. The big thing is Ahav is ridiculously good if you hit medium large bishops because he is instead of a two three three zero he's a three four three zero, yeah. And, uh, that's that's crazy good for thirty points. Um, but I just don't think it's going to trigger enough to be worth it. I, I, yeah. I think you should leave him leave him behind. Yeah, like yeah, I miss C4. Agreed. Yeah. All right, so to kind of wrap this up a little here, we've covered all the ships in the faction. Uh, they are all playable, and I don't mean that just technically. I mean, <laughs> we've seen all of these ships in the faction make cuts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Jumpmaster is the worst of them, but I still put it at the playable tier, so that's pretty good. That's... And speaking of playable, uh, instead of doing random list building this time, uh we're going to go into a little bit of how would you build around a featured ship? So when you're looking at list building in Scum, you've pretty much usually got an idea in mind. Uh, I want to fly Boba Fett. I want to fly Fenrau. I want to fly a Swarm. How do you build around those ideas? And just in brief, uh, looking at some of these that have been really successful, Alex, you've flown Fenrau probably more than everybody else here combined. That's true. Uh, you're looking at 68 points naked, 71 points with uh, Fearless. What's going to influence your choice of other ships? Uh, well, um, honestly, what's good? But uh, in the current meta, six mining guild ties fit with Fearless Fen, um, or non-Fearless Fen. Um, how I found that list was actually I was curious how much six mining guild ties cost. I guess seven ship lists sounded good, and they came at you exactly, and they left 68 points. So that's how I built that list. Uh, in general, with Fen, if I'm playing with Fen, my goal is for him to slaughter things. Um, I want to find stuff that will uh, help keep him alive in endgame, slash counter the stuff that's really good against him, which is other sixes, slash lots of three attack dice ships, um, and resistance A wings. I think, I think anytime <laughs> you look at a a carry piece like Fen, you have to also decide what you want the rest of your list to be good against, like. Uh, a good starting want... point is yeah. how many of a specific generic fit with. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that's not what you what you end up with, that's a really good place to start to give you an idea of what kind of lists you can build with your carry piece. Right. But let's say you don't own mining guilds, or you hate playing them for whatever reason, or you just you don't want to use them. <laughs> Got to have all uh, the panels. Yeah. So what should you look at now? You can look at six. You could also look at bounty hunters. You can do two bounty hunters with Finn. Uh, you have now you have, now. you have some points left over. You can put Fearless on them. You can take a deep bid. You could throw bombs on the bounty hunters. Um, you can look at but other that's a very that's a very different list than 
Fan and six mangas. That's yeah. that's two brawlers with your ace hunter. Uh, so you're or not you... going to want to straight jazz things. You're going to want to gum gum the works up once you do finally get in. But you're going to you're going to drag them through rocks. Targets. Yeah. Um, uh, I've split the difference and actually won a local tournament with uh, a fearless fen, a bounty hunter, and three mining guild ties. It's kind of just a little smattering of everything that a uh, little scum salad that kind of covers almost all the yeah. bases. You've got three agile blockers, you've got a brawler, you've got fearless fen Rao, who's the range one monster. Uh, and it's also, I gotta tell you guys, that's really yeah, fun man. Fen Rao is super fun to play, it feels really good to roll five times. And I really like. I think bounty hunters are a ton of fun to fly. You get all the mobility of Boba Fett, but there's none of that pressure because he's they're so much it's cheaper. True. They don't have to carry. Yeah. Um, and Fen and Fen and Three Fangs is another different list. Yeah. It's my least favorite Fen list because mm-hmm. man, that's a nice edge. You but, no variance. Getting those range ones, you're going to outjust everything on the planet. Yes. Like if if you can reliably get four range ones on the opening <sighs> gauge, you're going to take hardly any damage and put out just a crap ton. Yep. Absolutely. So when you're looking at a carry ship like Fen or even Boba at a higher cost, you're exactly right that you need to look at what the rest of your list is there to do. Fen doesn't want to be blocked. He doesn't want to take all those close and heavy shots. And so a lot of other ships means really good at, you know, Screen, prohibiting screening that. him. Uh, screening him. Exactly. Uh, Boba, Boba works a little differently. Boba wants to be up there kind of leading the path. I mean, Fen wants to be range one too. Five play. range one shots there to the I think, yeah, I think the difference is that Boba lives off of just throwing himself at things, and Finn is a little bit more finesse. Yeah. Um, Boba is the sledgehammer, Finn is a rapier. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about the loaded Boba, because I think that's the most popular at this point. Uh, I think there's some argument to be made for cheap Boba Fets. um, Cheap being relative, but let's talk with the... 85. Yeah, Yeah. sure. But versus the 105 point Boba Fett that we normally see. Uh... So you're not going to be able to fit a ton of ships with him like you can with Fen. Uh, so this is where you have things like Boba Fen come into the picture, where you're just going to load up Boba Fett as much as possible, and you're going to bring Fen around specifically to beat the things that Boba Fett is good against. And Boba Fett is there to beat everything else. Or uh, you can go down the Fen and Ties route. You can do Boba Fett and four Ties. Um, which Indeed. I haven't We've seen. Not, no, no one's seen it. It's probably yeah. good. But it, yeah, it seems fine. Um, like Boba Mini Swarm seems more solid. bodies, more better. Yep. Still the motto of the cyberspace. Yeah, and you kind of have uh, in between with the Boba and two Fangs, uh, which two I think skulls. Is, in my opinion, the Boba and two skulls is the best. Yeah. Okay, um, so you, you get some jousting efficiency from the skull squadrons. Uh, you, get, you get a little. Yeah. You get, you get two Fen Rouse against swarms. You get two. You get two blockers against other Fen Rouse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the only the only drawback is in a boba mirror your boba's moving first yeah which interestingly enough uh based on advanced targeting that computer uh boba fett wins more often when he moves first against it's other true boba. my theory is that the person moving first is working harder and playing harder yeah so they they win more because they're working harder yeah like uh there is the argument that deep bids are kind of a crutch and that uh i agree take that super deep bid because they're not as comfortable with the ship and so your people that are taking the no bids and just going, I don't believe you, they don't believe them. Like, don't <laughs> just they outplay do them. Not, do not make your list worse for a bid ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Um. And and Boba Fett, yeah. while he likes moving second, isn't it's not a big deal if he moves yeah. first. 
Bo is really he's he's got two arcs and he can change his dial. Yeah, two arcs <laughs> and hard turns make it really hard to get out of the way. Yep. Just run away from them and they'll probably have arc on. Yeah. Um, but don't play with Buffet. Boom. We solved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, w- kind of taking the counterpoint to that, what if you don't have a carry ship? What if you want to fly a swarm? Uh, you've got options in uh, this. You've got, you know, Alex, you've been flying Fen in a bunch of ties. Uh, there's been the Scocho out there. If you want to do a swarm, if that's the type of uh, list you want to fly in uh, Scum, what are your best options? Um, I think that if you're flying a pure swarm without an ace, like Fan 6, I'm probably running Sarasu in 7. I mean, I, I think swarm. the correct answer is play a different faction. Yeah, the if, correct answer is play First Order or CIS. But let's say you're a, you're a one-faction person and you own enough of everything to run whatever you want in that faction. I think I agree. Um, I also think that there is some merit to that 7 Auto Blaster 6 swarm. Agreed. Um, that, that's a lot of health to chew through like uh, you lose one ship compared to the focho uh but the the seven mm-hmm. autoblasters are going to trigger you will line up bullseyes with seven autoblasters yeah and you will attack. you'll take out of arc shots yeah and you'll get the third attack die and they'll trigger yeah um the, the, you have to accept that um when you're flying a like a pure swarm list it's different than flying anything with you have There's... a hard time coming back from games because you don't have a carry there you can have a bad variance round and it can just push you out of the game there's also like the Blair Bunky pseudo swarm that he ran. Uh, I don't remember if he ran Z's or not because it was extended, but you can just sub those in for mining guilds. There, there were of course Z's. It's Blair Bunky, but it's it's like three mining guilds, a zealous recruit, and three uh, six with tractor beams. Yeah, that's what he's running in hyperspace. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, and the the other thought about that is when you look at you've got. Uh, you can run two mining guild ties or one jump master, mm-hmm. uh, which is more efficient. Two mining guild ties. Two mining guilds, which is why Nomlom is interesting because he's actually cheaper than two mining guilds, so you can throw him in in places where two mining guilds won't fit. But um, having two bodies to block two positions is better than one big body. Yeah, as well as two 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 die shots is better than one two die shot. Yep, I'll take the two two ties every time. I would agree. Now the uh, a scout is forty one instead of forty four. So the if you're is... in that. If you're in that situation where you cannot fit two ships, the one scout is fine. Those um, three points have to be really important to me to not um, to not just find the three points to go up to two ties. Yeah. Or two points to go up to two ties, or whatever it is. Alright, well, I think that's uh, been a little bit of everything. We've covered all the ships in the faction, what makes them good, what makes some of them bad, which ones are buy, which ones are definitely sell. Uh, Overseer Yushin, he's atrocious, leave him in the box. Sell, sell uh, your Overseer Yushin card and Nobody's going to gonna buy him from you. Don't even bother. <laughs> Just leave him in the box. <laughs> Use it to, like, you know, balance your gaming table or something. Uh, we've covered how to build around a carry ship or a featured ship, what some of your options are there. Right now, uh, with the stats, it looks like Scum is probably uh, the strongest faction in hyperspace. A lot of that's on the back of Boba Fett. Boba Fett's probably the individual Indeed. best ship in hyperspace. If you're not going to play Boba Fett, have an answer for yep, Boba 100%. Fett. That's what you're going to do. I'm curious to see how that goes as people start teching against Boba more. Uh, do they adapt? Do they start to fall off? Do they not care? I I think my guess is they don't care. Indeed. It's I think they just still keep performing. Teching, well. like, if you bring a list to counter a list, like hard counter a list, but you don't have an answer for anything else, you're going to not do well. Yeah. Like, there's no, no way we're going to get to the point where 60% of the lists are the same. Mm-hmm. All right, well, 
we will have more information for you as the uh, meta continues to develop. Uh, what faction are we hitting next week? Just That's a good question. Idea. What faction are we hitting next week? Uh, next week, actually, I thought we would uh, kind of follow the uh, the Instagram trend of the Focho, and uh, we'll go into the First Order next week. Okay. Kind of see what's uh, making them good, what's out there, and is it just a meme that's doomed to die a slow death? <laughs> Spoilers, probably. But First Order's probably good. I don't know, man. I think the Focho's got some real legs if, you, if you're good at falling out there. Uh, so, for Toshi Station Radio, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Smittle. And we'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Toshi Station Radio. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and keep up with episodes as they're released. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, on Twitter at Toshi Station XW, and on Twitch at Toshi Station X-Wing. If you'd like to help out with our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Toshi Station X-Wing and toss us a buck or two. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening.